Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. I'm looking at archives.gov under basic law and authority as it relates to classification. Now, you can read the whole thing, and I did. It's pretty long, but this is my job. If you simply control F, president, and or declassification, you know what you will find? No mention of any procedure the president has to undertake to declassify information. That's kind of interesting. Now, the president's, <clears throat> the president's authority to classify or declassify stems from Article 2 of the Constitution. Something the Congress is not above and certainly not the, the archivist. But in Section 1-3, Classification Authority, it says the authority to classify information originally may be exercised only by the president and the, in the performance of executive duties, the vice president, the agency heads and officials designated by the president in the Federal Register, and the United States government officials delegated this authority pursuant to paragraph C of this section. And then explains the levels of classification. But at no point does it make any mention. And if you could find it, look, I'll, I'll, I will stand corrected. There's mention of subordinates. There's, there's definitely mention of subordinates having to go through certain procedures because they might, may not have original classification authority. But the president has original classification authority. Now, when you look at the relevant code that is mentioned here, Title 44, Title 44 also doesn't make any mention of the president having to produce paperwork or seek approval or what have you for declassification. It's kind of interesting that there's some information that becomes declassified automatically uh, uh, after I believe it's 80 years. The archivist has a certain level of declassification authority, but I don't see it. Now, maybe I'm missing something here. Now, we know there are statutes regarding the mishandling of classified information. Hillary Clinton, as Secretary of State, did not have declassification authority. And as a subordinate, if she sought declassification, she would have had to file said paperwork with the relevant, with the relevant agency. So if Hillary Clinton was mishandling classified information, she would never otherwise be able to argue that she had declassified it, thus undermining the argument that she was mishandling classified information. If Donald Trump had, in fact, declassified his information, as Cash Patel has said, turn to Cash Patel, turn to Mike Pompeo, turn to whoever said, that's declassified. Unless somebody's going to show me the procedure, and again, I'm willing to be wrong here. It seems like this is unilateral. So if the president is mishand has information, or documents that are labeled classified, if you put salt in a pepper shaker, it's still, it's still salt. Just because the shaker says pepper doesn't go, oh my God, that's pepper. That's not pepper, it's salt. Well, it says pepper. It's not pepper, it's salt. Then why is it in a pepper shaker? Because, I, you know, whatever. The court is actually going to have to determine at some point 
What does it mean to be declassified? Or is the Congress going to have to fix this? Now, again, I'm only looking at what I saw here. Obviously, there are people that listen to this program. I get calls from Virginia all the time, could be around Langley. But if the president had, think about the commander in chief. The Constitution does not place shared authority over the conduct of war with the judicial branch or the legislative branch. The legislative branch declares war. The president is the commander of the armed forces. Now, the president can't, well, under the War Powers Act, which we could argue the constitutionality of that, as Joe Biden says, well, the United States will defend Taiwan. Wouldn't that require a declaration of war from the Congress? or at least the authority to use military force? Or does Joe Biden just say, well, I've got the War Powers Act. I'm going to deploy forces for 90 days, then I'll go to Congress. We can argue that the constitutionality of that all day. And there's probably a lot of people, conservatives included, that will go, you know, we don't want presidents starting wars. That's why we have checks and balances and we divide these things. But once war is declared, the Supreme Court cannot intervene on the president's authority on the conduct of war. There's no mention of that in Article 3. But what we're seeing, what we're seeing on a broad range of issues here is left-minded thinkers saying that any impediment in the Constitution to their agenda renders the Constitution obsolete or worthy of end around. So when they say the Constitution is undemocratic. So what? We weren't founded as a democracy. We've never been a democracy. They're trying to impose what they consider their plot for democracy upon us. They've been doing it for quite some time, but the word democracy doesn't even appear in the Constitution. So when they say we have you know, the Electoral College this and the two-state Senate law that, They've just reformed the electoral count. You know, the best part of that is that when Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis win 2024, Jamie Raskin won't be able to rise to, once again, challenge the electoral count. It will require one-third of the House. Previously required one member of the House, one member of the Senate. Now it will require a full third. So poor Jamie Raskin is going to have to sit in his seat and listen to the count quietly. Weintick 695 Patriot 9572874. Now I wouldn't put it past the Democrats if they retain a third of the the House of Representatives to rise as a third and try to ob- obstruct the count. Ah, coffee. But it's going to be interesting if the DOJ attempts to charge the president, former president, on a law that doesn't exist. That would be interesting. It seems like Trump derangement syndrome has gotten to everyone's brains. Well, at least the people in the federal government, the DOJ, the media, the Democratic Party. It will be interesting if there is a charge against the president. Now, I've we've already said this, right? We saw this with the Mueller report. They went from Trump-Russia to there may be obstruction. And we've already heard rumblings of this. Well, he moved the boxes, that might be obstruction. 
If they went through all of this to get him on some low-level obstruction charge, Andrew Cuomo was right. This is bullcrap, once again. And I don't know how much evidence you need that the Democrats have decided they're going to ruin this man's name ahead of 2024. But you hear these left-wing pundits guilty until proven innocent. He did it. We know he did it. Night after night on MSNBC, night after night on CNN. Well, CNN's about to go through a change. But night after night, we know he did it. On the herd, I mean the view, we know he did it. And we're going to insult Nikki Haley in the, uh, while we're at it. You know, uh, Asuncion hosted. She said nobody can pronounce her name. I think I did it pretty good. That's why she goes by Sonny. Nikki Haley has been going by Nikki her entire life. Just like Mitt Romney. His real name is Willard Romney. Bill Clinton's real name is William Jefferson Blythe. Do we know that? His real name is Blythe? There are lots of people who have political names. Nicknames that become part of their campaign. So for Asuncion, Sonny, to go after Nikki is kind of ridiculous. But who cares, right? It's not even the whole thing of if you're black, you can't be a racist. It's if you're a Democrat, you can't be a racist. Forget the whole forget the whole thing. Black people can be racist too, or Hispanic people can be racist too. You know, the Asian people, well, they're white adjacent or whatever. It's the Democrat left that retains the right to use racist rhetoric when they want. It's their weapon and their weapon alone. Sonny, who's so unsunny, seemed taken aback, almost like, how dare you remind me that I am not using my full name? And since when do we have an obligation to do that? Right, Bobby Jindal. Bobby Jindal's birth name is not Bobby. Is there something wrong with somebody taking an American name I uh, or an English sound? I, I just, I don't understand it. Yes, my real name is Andrew Wilkow. I used to go by Andy. <laughs> I mean, until I was 20. All of my friends, everyone that knows me before I was 20 calls me Andy. Everyone that knows me after 20 calls me Andrew. And that's real in my life. So I guess if I were to go by Andy, now I would be doing something what, political or hiding my heritage or I don't even know. Andy's a nickname for Andrew. Sonny could be a nickname for Asuncion. If I'm saying that right. I think I am. Idiocy. And these people think they're the smartest people on planet Earth. And they've got it all figured out. But I would uh, I would direct you to uh, archives.gov and the laws and appendix section regarding classified and declassified information. If somebody could find the statute that requires the president to inform or seek approval or run it by anyone before declassification, I'm, I'm, I'm 
fully willing to retract. Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Will Count Majority Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west on Sirius XM Patriot Channel 125.